Welcome back to Waves of Change. Today we have a really exciting guest, and it's gonna be me, Diana Chu, a San Francisco uh, therapist, uh, MFT, and drama therapist in in the Bay Area um, with you. And we're gonna have a guest speaker joining us today.、Um, her name is Michelle Chang, and she's also a marriage and family therapist in、uh, the Bay Area, and also a drama therapist. And、um, the reason why we're inviting her today is because she has a really interesting story to tell,、um, specifically on a gender neutral parenting. So I think this is a great opportunity to. Hear her story and also ask some questions about what the heck is this? <laughs> <laughs> and Michelle is from Taiwan as well, and so she have a, a very Asian、um, American cultural background. And I think this will be a good episode to like kind of like really find out like the navigation between queer community,、uh, LGBTQ, but also parenting and Asian culture. So welcome, Michelle. Hi everyone, I'm Michelle, and another drama therapist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Michelle and I like uh, met uh, each other through drama therapy community, and、um, she's super creative. Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> so, Michelle, tell us a little bit about your story,、um, specifically on.、Um, I know that you have a kid, and、mm-hmm. you are pregnant right now,、mm-hmm. and.、Um, And there's something special about it about your family, which is different from others. Tell us、mm-hmm. more. Yeah, so I have a kid who is three and a half year old right now,、mm-hmm. and then I'm also、uh, turning seven months pregnant. I'm due in October, and we are practicing gender neutral parenting, or some people call it gender open parenting or gender creative op-、uh, parenting.、Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, what does that mean? What does <laughs> gender-neutral parenting mean? Like, I think for the sake of this conversation, maybe we'll stick to one term.、Mm-hmm. Like, so we're going to stick to gender-neutral parenting. We know that there's so many different terms, yeah,、um, calling it the same thing. But Michelle, what does that mean? So,、uh, basically, the gender-neutral parenting is we try to、uh, remove all the gender stereotype, and then. Is based on like anti-transphobic, anti-homophobic, and、uh, try to let the kids be who they are. Okay. Okay.、Um, how how did you first learn about it?、Um, I remember I read a news about a family who decided to not disclose their kids'、uh, sex to、mm-hmm. their relatives and friends, and I. And most people were like shocking, right? Really, they felt shocked. And then I was like, "Oh, that that's an interesting idea," <laughs> because if nobody know like who they identify or like,、uh, because I I know how I was、uh, affected by the general stereotypes. Right, I grew up in Taiwan, and then like parents would say like, "Girls shouldn't do that. Girls should do that." And I was like so annoyed by it.、Die. Yeah, <laughs> it's so annoying, <laughs> and I don't want my kids growing up in that environment. I so I saw the news, and I do more. I did more like research about it. And when a lot of people like heard the term gender neutral parenting, they assume that we only provide kids things are gender neutral, like black, gray, white. Oh. Yeah,、so、<laughs> yeah, like, like color wise, or like toys are gender neutral, but、mm. 
but I, I think like why people like in, start like using another term like gender open parenting because they want to like, remove that 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 bias because what gender neutral parenting is we actually provide them everything because we what does that mean it. so like, so yeah. you're providing the kid um both pants and dresses yeah oh. yeah like color doesn't have gender right so that we assign gender to those colors like toys yes. doesn't have gender so we we actually provide them the whole spectrum of things so they can explore try it out and then see what they really like okay okay that that sounds like really difficult. <laughs> I, 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 you know, I still remember um, uh, like when you were pregnant, like three years ago, and like how um, you, you know, in Taiwan, we, you know, in, in Mandarin, like there's the pronoun, you know, the oh. issue of pronoun uh, of like, and now your child, we use the pronoun they for your mm-hmm. child, right? Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Yeah. And, and, um, and it honestly, as a friend of of yours and also a therapist, mm-hmm. it was really hard for me to like, <laughs> oh, change the pronoun when you know when I see your child. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm curious about how you navigate that in terms of like pronouns um, and uh, even like the Asian culture uh, piece of it. Mm-hmm. So actually, in the beginning, uh, we we didn't use they them pronouns. Even though mm. I was like very interested in gender neutral parenting, but the gender neutral parenting actually is a whole spectrum. Like some people practice mm. in that way, some people practice in this way. So in the beginning, we use the pronoun that associate with their assigned gender at birth okay. for about 10 months. And then when my kids' personalities are showing up, I feel more and more uncomfortable like speaking for them. I felt like when I give them a specific pronouns, I felt like I'm speaking for them. And so I started looking into like raising them in they, them pronouns. So there's mm-hmm. a shift there. And, and of course, did your child pick that up? No, like no, because them. we speak to them in Mandarin. And in Mandarin, ah. it's ta. Like when you ah. hear it, you couldn't tell the, the gender. It's a ta right? <laughs> yeah, like it's always ta, like no matter what the gender is. Yeah, so I, I don't think my kids, like we talked about he, she, they, and then like how that associate with the gender, but I don't mm-hmm. think my kid is sensitive enough to pick that up because we mostly speak in Mandarin. I see. So just to um, pause a little bit for that, so ta in is the pronoun for everyone for everyone in, in man- mandarin so so that's why there's no like really identification of that word specifically on mm-hmm. the sex or the gender of the person mm-hmm. that they are mm-hmm. um uh like speaking of right so so that's actually a good thing that the chinese culture have that <laughs> Uh, who would know they're very open like thousand thousand years ago (laughs) (laughs) okay so i i wanted to ask you a little bit about the intersection between the lgbtq um Mm -hmm. you know your your story um i know uh that you are in a hetero like a, a, a heterosexual relationship Right, um, like you have a partner which is a husband mm-hmm. and wife, and then there is a child which is like uh, you raise the child as gender neutral parenting, like through mm-hmm. through that. How how do you navigate that? 
Um, so myself, I I identify identify as mostly cisgender, <laughs> okay. bisexual, pansexual woman, and then my husband is cisgender, straight man. <laughs> so I think it's harder and, and, for him. Yeah. Yeah, and to add on that, he's also Asian, right? Yeah, yeah, he's Taiwanese okay. as well. Yeah, so it's harder for him to to grasp the concept. Like he he is pretty open minded. Like he would say, "Oh, of course, I'll support whatever my kids uh, choose to be." But I think in the beginning, it's harder for him to learn that uh, if we intentionally limit their choice, it's a manipulation mm. too. It's a limitation too. Mm. If you never. Show the kids like, oh, boys can wear pink. That you are limit、okay. their exposure. I see. Yeah, and so that for him, like, it's harder to to grasp that, and then also like, um, talking about it with other people. I think he felt like awkward about it <laughs> because、yeah. he's not that、uh, familiar with the queer culture, like. Like anti-transphobic is not that important to him because he's not affected by it. Yeah. So, so like the the manliness in the、mm-hmm. household,、um, it's impacted by by you, which is like、um, this creative, open-minded、um, kind of parenting. I and and like, how does that impact、um, like your interactions with like let, let's say like grandparents? Like right,、yeah. so maybe、mm-hmm. your family—I don't know—like maybe your mother and father might be might more open.、Mm-hmm. Um, and how do you interact with like you know your your mother-in-law or like father-in-law? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> so my my parents are in Taiwan, so they are far away from us. <laughs> so、mm-hmm. they don't really know what we are doing. But then, <laughs> and then especially like in Mandarin, like we use ta, so so they. They didn't have to learn like the whole concept, but I think they、yeah. noticed that when I when we visit Taiwan,、uh, we don't like limit the the color they wear. Like they they noticed that, and yeah, and then my my dad is pretty open. Well, he is not like a hardcore like feminist or something, but he, he is more open minded. And my mom is more traditional. And my mom definitely value like boys more than girls, and it's how I suffered. <laughs>、mm. And then my parents in law actually live two blocks away from us, so they visit them a lot. And my father in law is very traditional,、mm. very very traditional. How、he、do is... you, how do you navigate that? Yeah. So、uh, when he say something, I perceive as inappropriate. <laughs>、yeah. I'll look at my husband, <laughs> and then my <laughs> husband intervene. So that's that's our strategy. Like we deal with our own parents. Yeah, yeah. And then if you don't do anything, I will stand up for my kid. Okay. Yeah, but okay. usually I will not.、Uh, I will try to say something in the playful way. Like、mm. my uh, my father-in-law probably say something like, "Oh, uh." You're a boy. Don't cry. Like to like cousins, right? Like to other、mm-hmm. other grand grandkids, and then I would say, well, everybody can cry. Cry is healthy. Crying is healthy.、Mm. So I would not try to like, oh, you what you said is wrong. But I would say what I think is right. Okay. So, so like rather than like exposure, like um, uh, uh, saying 
and naming how wrong it is, you kind of like open it up in a way where different perspectives could be inputted as well. So, so, wow, that's a, that's tiring. Is that, is that tiring? (laughs) It is. It is because it's really hard to change their belief, right? They use that belief Mm -hmm. for like 70 years. Yeah. So I have a, a, a another question. I know that you you mentioned about like how your first child, um, you actually told the world about like uh, their pronoun and their mm-hmm. sex in the first ten months. So for the next child, your second child, the the child that you are pregnant with, mm-hmm. um, are you gonna have a baby shower? No, um, because are you we gonna have... tell people? <laughs> We won't have a baby shower because of the pandemic. Okay. <laughs> and then we, we, we basically have everything we need. And yeah. Um, yeah, and then we won't do anything like gender reveal. Like we did that for the first kid and I mm-hmm. regretted it. <laughs> okay. I think what we reveal is not the gender. It's just uh, the assigned gender at birth through um, yeah. an ultrasound picture. And basically what we reveal is what genital they have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so for the second kid, uh, we are planning to use they them pronouns from the very beginning. And are you going to tell your parents about their assigned sex? Um, I haven't thought about it for my parents because they are far away, right? And then they are mm-hmm. not going to visit U.S. because of the pandemic. But then my, my parents-in-law, they will be helping taking care of the baby sometimes. So they will change. Oh, the so they will know. Yeah, so they will know their genitals like eventually. Yeah, yeah. Let me see. Oh, that's a, a very interesting question too. Like I, because uh, uh, I still remember your child's, you know, like sex. Mm-hmm. Um, but o- obviously, I'm not gonna say it out loud to the whole world <laughs> right now. Um, but I, I'm curious about how it will how our relationship or like how I interact with your child, your second child might Mm -hmm. be different when I actually do not know about Mm -hmm. their sex. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that is a choice that you're going to go for, right? For like Mm -hmm. families and friends, potentially Mm -hmm. acquaintances, you're not going to tell them about Mm -hmm. their like assigned sex at birth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Ah, that is fascinating. (laughs) Yeah. I noticed um, so most people, when they encounter a kid, the first thing they ask is, what are is they? Is it a boy or a girl? Yeah, it's a boy or a girl, especially when they couldn't tell by how they dress. How they dress. And then when I say, oh, we actually do use they, them pronouns, adult freeze. Like, they don't know how to respond. I say, and then what we mm-hmm. say, uh, well, we don't know their gender un- until they tell us. Mm. And then... And then it's the adult who felt very uncomfortable and then seems like they don't know how to interact or play with the kid. I think that's very yeah. interesting. Yeah, in the beginning, I felt a little ashamed about it. And then gradually, I, I start enjoying that awkward moment. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy the awkwardness. Yeah. Well, I, like the more that I thought, thought about it, I know that your, your child, um, it's also going to school age, right? They go mm-hmm. to preschool, right? So in San Francisco, in the Bay Area, um, people might be like a little bit more open about mm-hmm. the situation um, because I assume that it it, it, it happens. I, I actually don't know. Um, but uh, what's your experience when interacting with like preschools or like childcare? 
Mm-hmm. So my kid is actually、uh, homeschooling right now.、Uh, okay. But before that, we consider、um, like daycare, and then we visit about thirty-five preschools <laughs> and daycares. Like, yeah, and surprisingly, like there are a lot of preschool. They say they are like very open to like diversity,、uh, but very few preschool actually su- showing that they are supportive in using that them pronouns for the kid.、Hmm. Yeah, and then we even like encountered one of the owner、um, said, "Well, she does. She would not know how to explain that to other parents why we are using that important now for this kid."、Mm-hmm. And I was so confused. Like, why you need to explain that just because it is what it is? And then I think she felt like. Maybe ashamed or embarrassed about using dating pronouns for my kid, and of course、mm-hmm. we didn't enter that school. Yeah, but、mm-hmm. it was a hard pushback, and then like she would say, "Well, you know, we we are not discriminating your family. We have gay parents, but we don't feel comfortable doing that." And I think that's、mm-hmm. part of the end.、Uh, that's transphobic.、Mm. But how about like actually using the pronoun? It's just one layer. Of it, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like it's also like how they interact with with the ch- children, boys and girls, or they, right?、Mm-hmm. And so,、um, I'm thinking about like a lot about like is it like the cultural environment that we're in? Because you are kind of like the pioneer. I think you're the the first parent that I ever encountered that choose、mm-hmm. to use they them pronoun, and and it is. It is a wild wave out there、uh, <laughs> for you to sail. So I, I'm like, I, I could only imagine how tough it is、um, mm-hmm. to be able to like、uh, transition for yourself, your family, but also impacting others in a positive、mm-hmm. way. Yeah,、um, I, I had a very positive experience、um, with the parent-child group.、Um, okay. It's held held in、um, Ward of School. Uh, in Berkeley, and it's just、mm-hmm. a weekly parent-child group. And then when I start introducing them pronouns, the the leader, the 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 teacher,、uh, was surprised, but she thought that's a great idea. And I also、mm-hmm. mentioned that when I enrolled the program, like the the form asked us to、uh, check the gender, and there's only male and female.、Mm-hmm. And then I think she is part of the uh, organi- uh she is on the. The board of Ward of School or something like that, and then she suggested them to change the form. Oh wow! Yeah. So what is the third checkbox then? Um, I think they probably put um, like maybe others or or I don't I don't I don't want to disclose things、okay. or non-binary. Yeah, I'm not sure what they put, but I think like she tried to propose that like change the form. And educate them. Like some family, they don't they don't assign gender to their kids. So she tried、mm-hmm. to educate the her community. <laughs> That is great. <laughs> so you're impacting like in the wider, you know, ex, you know, wider community.、Mm-hmm. Uh, so we talked a lot about the parenting piece, like、mm-hmm. how you、um, interact with the world with 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 like gender neutral parenting. I'm wondering how is your child responding to it? Because,、uh, like,、um, your child right now is three and a half. Yeah, I bet your child is able to name 
like mm-hmm. boy, girl, mm-hmm. you know, like and and notice all these different stereotypes that it's mm-hmm. in the world already. And and I'm curious. Yeah, I am actually surprised by how they are still influenced by the the mainstream culture. <laughs> like we don't like in our family, we don't really. Uh, we try to be very inclusive and that we don't really watch TV, but then they spend time with my parents-in-law and then mm-hmm. we, they, and then they talk in a very binary way. And so now like three-year-old, they like to like categorize things, right? So yeah, my like, kid would yeah, say, blue, yeah, red, yeah. yeah. And like, cars. So my kids will, uh, when they build like Lego, They'll say, okay, this is a restroom for boys. This is a restroom for girls. And I'll mm-hmm. ask them, what about people who are both or neither? And then my kid will build another bigger restroom and they say, they can use this restroom. And then we will talk about like, oh, when we go to Starbucks, there's all gender bathrooms. Mm-hmm. What do you think about it? And then they're they're like very open to it. Okay. Yeah, and then we read like children books so they know that there are uh, more than two genders. Um, and it's very interesting. So you pick but, and you yeah. pick and choose children books that is like more open. Is that yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. And um, and I also noticed that when they were around maybe two and a half or around three, if I asked them, uh, what uh, what do you identify with? Like, are you boys, girls, neither, or both? And then they would say, uh, neither. But mm-hmm. if you ask them, like, are you boys or girls, they would just pick one. So oh. I think they they kind of pick up the social cue. <laughs> so the, the social cue of um, if you have two choices, you have to pick one. Yeah. And, and if you have actually more choices to identify with, potentially, you could pick other things too. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow, I think I think your child is gonna be very very open mind. <laughs> <laughs> if, if if like the parents are very open minded about like how to interact and challenge the world in a way, mm-hmm. um, I think it will be very different experience mm-hmm. growing up at your household. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I really enjoy seeing their like creativity and then how they develop their hobbies right like they mm-hmm. they ride bikes they play basketball they swim they're very good at sports but also like uh they like to use a like, nail polishing <laughs> they like to play <laughs> with makeup um and like wear all kind of clothes they like all kind of yes. colors i feel like they are being who they are and i'm happy to yeah. see that and and do you see challenges potentially when there's two child Two children. I mean, I mean, like, of course, it's challenging to have a second child mm-hmm. already. But um, do you see the potential of um, challenges that that uh, like uh, other people might not have experience? Uh, you, what do you mean by that? You mean like because of you're using gender neutral parenting? Mm-hmm. Like with that, do you think like the interactions between the children will be different too? Oh, um, so far I don't see there will be a big difference, but I, I noticed that, um, because it's hard to say that like usually people will say, oh, you're becoming a big sister. You're becoming a big brother. Or we'll say, ah. oh, you have, you have a younger brother. Well, this is your younger sister. 
like people was like to like label the the kid. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. so so yeah. what's what's a good way to say it then? Uh, older You're an older sibling. Yeah. Older sibling, younger <laughs> sibling. Yeah. Or rather than say, oh, sister or brother, you can just say, oh, the baby at home, or just use the name, right? Okay. Yeah. So it's. I think it's more about like educate the adult around the kids. It's not actually mm-hmm. about the kid. Yeah, I think Michelle, we we need to follow up when you have your second <laughs> child. Yeah, and, like for sure. talking about like oh, for two pe- two two children, how how does that change? You know, and how your how also your child growing up, and I I don't know, like three years old, like three and a half years old is preschool age, but like six years old, it will be. Mm. Um, you know, going to public school age, and mm-hmm. how does that impact? Um, mm-hmm. Well, it's good that you guys are homeschooling right now for the safety of like the pandemic. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but I think I think it's it's like um, a very um, uh, challenging way mm-hmm. of uh, putting in in there. Um, th- I think one last thing that I want to ask about is how being an Asian person. Mm-hmm. Um, impacts that because i think there's a lot of like so for example western psychology like mm-hmm. lgbtq movement is like uh have a longer history in the states or in like other european countries when compared to taiwan just legalized um it's it's, it's the first uh country in asia that legalized mm-hmm. uh same-sex marriage so they're like Taiwan is like great, like they're like a little bit like more open when mm-hmm. when compared to the rest of the of rest of Asia, but still, um, the history of that of those um, openness and ideas, um, it's still relatively limited when compared to Western world. Um, mm-hmm. So, is there any encouragement that you want to tell mm-hmm. our audience? Um, because our audience are mostly Asian American um, mm-hmm. podcast li- podcast listeners, um, what are some of the you know jungle like mm-hmm. like comments that you could like give them uh, and to encourage them maybe to try this? Um, I would say reach out. Don't be scared because we need to see your face. Like <laughs> in gender neutral parenting, like community is very very white. Like, so I when I raise some questions, like they may not understand or they cannot resonate with it. So, so you have a a, a gender neutral parenting group, that like a Facebook group, but it's like worldwide. <laughs> yeah, and then there are like very few Asian people in the group, mm-hmm. and it's harder for me to like find um, local community who are supportive. Um, so if you are interested in this, reach out, show up, <laughs> ask questions. And there are not a lot of uh, written material in Mandarin or Chinese. Like, mm. yeah, it's mostly in, in English. Yeah. Yeah. So we so, can create a community together. Let's <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's the that's the that's the end of the podcast. So what's gonna what's gonna um happen is let's create a community together which is uh, open gender uh open wait, what is it? Gender <laughs> neutral <laughs> parenting. <laughs> yeah, or gender open parenting, that works too. <laughs> yeah, because like you want your kids to grow up in the um safe environment. Right? Yes. You don't yeah, you want to make sure the value is aligned. 
Okay. So, yeah. So we're going to end here. Okay. And we're going to challenge ourselves. And thank you again, Michelle, for joining us today. Thank you. Bye.